Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PT Student Compass podcast. I had the wonderful pleasure to chat with Will and Dalton, two practicing physiotherapists from Toronto, Canada. Their social media platform, The Movement PTs, and their podcast labeled The PT Coffee Cast, has provided me personally with a lot of insight and information that's been very helpful. Today's episode will chat about the true realities of what it is like to be a new grad physiotherapist. So please kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Um, so similar to what you guys did, um, so you guys have created this this movement PT podcast, which I literally just started kind of um, listening to in probably the last, I would say, two or three months. Um, and as well as you guys, and there's, just, there's a lot of other physiotherapists out there doing this online social space thing that's, that's so progressive and so cool. Um, and I guess you guys are just graduated, not just graduated, but you've been out for four or five years. Is that right? Ooh, no. Or I see, I don't, I don't want to call you guys old or anything, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> we're, still, we're still babies, man. Um, we haven't even been a year, almost a year. Sweet. Um, okay. September, well, we would have graduated what? Well, like now last, this time last year, we would have been yeah. done school. Yeah. Um, and then I started, I think we both started practicing at end of September last year. Okay. God, I thought you guys, were, you guys are young. You're still young. Like, young, so bro. <laughs> just, just, it's just the beard, you know, it makes me appear much older. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally it. Um, so yeah, and I wanted to create this, this, what I call the PT student compass for helping other, whether it's physiotherapists um, or student physiotherapists and other just kind of healthcare students kind of gain the reality of, of what physiotherapy is about um, and just kind of touch on some different topics associated with that. Um, and you guys seem to be the perfect fit for only my second episode. Um, so that's, uh, once again, I do appreciate you guys coming on because it's, it's pretty cool to, to chat with someone who it's, it's, you guys are literally just out of physio school. So I think it's very, very relevant to myself and my other, my other classmates as well. And, and people back home who are studying physio in Canada. So, uh, that's, that's awesome. So do you guys just want to let, um, like my viewers know, um, again, where you, where you graduated or when you graduated from and just kind of give yourself a brief, um, intro. Well, sure, you, you can go first. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, my name's, my name's Dalton. Um, so I graduated, um, last year from Western university, which is in London, Ontario, uh, Canada, uh, which is a, outside of Toronto. Most people know Toronto, um, in Canada. We, we, uh, I'm originally not from that area. I'm from a small town outside of Windsor. Um, but yeah, I made the trek up to London to, to do my two years physical therapy there. That's where I met my beautifully bearded friend. Um, William, uh, which led us to start our Instagram page, uh, the movement PTs, which then led on to us to start our podcast, um, the PT coffee cast, which is kind of, you know, how we got to where we are now and which led us to be on your show, which I'm pretty pumped about. So nice. awesome. William. Yeah. Uh, 
very similar story. Um, I went to school at Brock University, which is in St. Catharines in Ontario, uh, pretty close to the border, the U.S. Um, went there for four years, uh, played baseball for four years there. Um, so I was a big baseballer. And then nice. uh, went, obviously, to the same school as Dalton um, mm. at Western University, a couple years there. Um, now I've kind of, you know, realized I wanted to compete in something else. So yeah. I've been doing some powerlifting for the last, you know, about, about a year. I've been kind yeah. of like doing powerlifting training. So that's kind of my new sort of passion and thing I've been doing. Uh, nice. And on the side, kind of uh, doing the podcast thing with Dalton. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah, you guys are so young. I was expecting you guys to be so much older. How, how, old, are, how old are you? I am 24, but honestly, you, you could, you could, I look like I'm maybe 21 and just got my legal ID. So I it's, mean, the no, it's the no beard life. Honestly. Man, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cool. Well, so are you guys working in, in private practice right now or what? Yeah. So like, so I'm working um, an outpatient, just like a general outpatient clinic. Um, in London, I see a wide, wider variety of people anywhere from, I would say like maybe most people would be like 17, 18 to like 65. Uh, you know, I'll see, see people like sometimes you'll see post-op like shoulders, knees, um, you see older people with like arthritis, you'll see, um, lots of, I mean, chronic, chronic pain, low back pain, you get, you get it all, which is, which is, um, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, uh, Will? Yeah, pretty much the same. Like me and Dalton actually work for the same company. Okay. So like being like fairly similar caseloads and stuff, like mm -hmm. there's going to be differences between like the areas and the demographic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, see, see everything. I would say a lot of it is chronic pain. A lot of it is like, uh, you know, low back pain and, and, stuff like that but you yeah know, you definitely see some uh other things like Dalton was mentioning um some post-op uh yeah. type things will roll in uh yeah you never know what's gonna come in <laughs> yeah now, now did you guys did you guys think like in physio school when you guys were on the grind and doing your study thing um did you guys think you were going to be working in in outpatient setting or like what was your like ideal view and then what was the reality of what happened after um physio school um yeah that's a good question man i would yeah. say coming coming in i had a like most people you're like ah, i want to work in uh you know i want to work in a clinic i want to work out patient clinic um yeah. i would say that's probably me ortho majority of people want want to do that i knew kind of right off the bat that i didn't really want to work in the hospital setting mm -hmm. um just from like prior experiences and then that was that was reinforced throughout my clinical placements um, through school. Like not that there's any problem with it. And like yeah. I hundred percent respect those people. And like, they, mm -hmm. they make a big difference um, in people's lives working in hospitals. Uh, but just wasn't, just wasn't the environment for me. Um, so I kind of knew for sure knew that when I was going in and then again, reinforced in school, 
Um, but as I, as I got to like, so I knew I wanted to work in a clinic, but then as I started getting to like the end of my PT school career, um, I started to even kind of transition a little bit more of where I wanted to go in the sense, like I kind of had a good idea already that I knew I didn't want to work five days a week in a clinic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really wanted to, um, start to dabble more in like strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. coaching, um, something I was always like really passionate about, but never really like took a lot of time to actually do it. Um, so near the end of my physiotherapy, like school career, I started to like intern at a strength, strength and conditioning gym. And then I ended up getting a job there. So now like I coach there, um, and I treat, so I'm, I'm in, I'm flip-flopping between both, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is good. It keeps things fresh. Um, I think my ideal goal would be to work in a setting that blends those two. Yeah. Um, like as a, as a physio, but for right now, I guess in in saying like what I wish in the reality, I said, I guess I'm kind of there. I'm still basically just treating in an outpatient clinic where I see mostly, you know, like the, the clientele that we talked about, not so much like the gym clientele. Occasionally I'll get some of those, those people in there or the, maybe the more, I don't want to say, yeah, I guess I would say more active population. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but we're making steps, we're making steps to get there. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, you've got to get that, that year or from what I've kind of I've seen is, is that year or two of you just working and, and literally practicing what you've just gone to school for and, and figuring out what you do like and what you like and what you're not so good at and what you're really good at um, and what you're truly passionate for. And that is exactly what it seems like you're working towards um, in that strength and conditioning field. So I think that's, I, I feel like a lot of physios do that. They, they, they work in kind of an outpatient or not an outpatient or yeah, outpatient setting for a bit and then just kind of, weave their way into something they they fully enjoy and want to fully do for the rest of their life so i think that's what i'm what i'm getting for what you said um yeah yeah so what about you will i think come from a very similar perspective yeah uh but i i kind of just going off what you were saying there you know i think that's you hit the nail right on the head right Mm -hmm. like um you you can be negative about it right because uh you know I, th- I think it's unrealistic to expect that you're going to be doing exactly what you want right away yeah. uh, out of PT school, but that doesn't mean it's not beneficial, you know, or, or good for you. Like the reality is most of the people me adult and see aren't that active, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're probably not meeting the exercise guidelines and that kind of thing. Um, but that gives you the opportunity to hone your behavior change skills and your communication skills uh, and to, to learn how to be a better coach for those people. Yeah. Uh, and that's only going to make you better for when you do transition to a population that is more active uh, and maybe it's a little bit easier, but uh, you know, so that's kind of uh, where, where I'm coming from. I'm not sure to be honest, what I really expected coming out of uh, yeah. PT school um, you know, I kind of was just, uh, I knew what I wanted eventually, uh, and just went to a place where I felt like it would be a good spot. Uh, and I really wanted to be somewhere where I, I liked the people that I was working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was, I would say was my biggest focus coming out was just get somewhere where you like the environment and you like the people you're working with. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it adds that 
that business component too. Like you've got to like the people you work with so you can yeah. get through the day and, and not kind of just drive yourself crazy as you wake up every morning and head to work. So um, that's a good point to make actually. Um, cool. So like, do you, okay, here's a kind of an odd question. I don't know if it's odd, but I think it's interesting. Um, so do you guys remember your, your very first like initial assessment you completed? I saw like, yeah. <laughs> is that is that a, is that a thing? I don't know if like no, that's, that's a memorable that's, thing. That's a, I mean, I think that's a thing. I, I yes. uh, well, I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh man, totally. Because I've never I've never heard this story before, so I don't even know what's oh, gonna happen. I don't think we've ever talked about this. You don't have to do I any name that. drops, just like figuratively, like Bob or Jim or <laughs> yeah. whatever the name is. <laughs> I I just remember it being. Um, like an out-of-body experience you know like uh the, the first person i saw was a uh wsib so like a workplace injury yeah like workers comp uh, stuff yeah exactly and uh low back and i just remember sitting in the in the room you know and you're like you're like looking around you're like it's just me <laughs> i've gotta i've gotta make all the decisions here you know yeah and right from the beginning you know it was just became super apparent right from that case uh how ambiguous something like back pain is and how not black and white it is uh i i kid you not i have no idea what was wrong with that person they just had back pain and uh you know i i remember it being kind of flexion biased uh and so we tried to you know, instill confidence and, and graded exposure back into, into kind of spinal flexion. And it went decent, you know, but I would say it was weird. It was definitely weird being on your own at first. And it takes a little while to get comfortable doing assessments. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that seems pretty realistic. I mean, that's, I was almost expecting, expecting that, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's just you. Like, there's no clinical educator. There's no, like, there's, it, you literally have to use your own clinical reasoning and what you what you learned over your last two years and try to figure out this complex kind of way of doing things and and hopefully getting towards some, like, good ending, I guess. Um, I mean, if it helps, keep rolling with it. And if it doesn't, switch up your, your mindset and kind of, go in another direction. And I think that's what, um, what physiotherapists are really good at doing in, in that manner, I guess. Um, Dalton, you don't have any like crazy initial assessment for stories or are you just, you I, I wouldn't say it's crazy, but it was similar. Like, yeah, I, mean, I would say I wouldn't define it as an outer out of body experience, <laughs> but, um, I would I'm say, very dramatic. <laughs> I would say for me, like for my scenario, I remember it. Like, I had just started this clinic. I was coming in as a new physio. So like I didn't have a caseload already. So I was just like building up, trying to build up my caseload as I started. Mm -hmm. uh, so I remember just going to clinic and just some dude walked in off the street, man, and he was looking for physio and I was the guy. So he, he you know, he, it was a, it was low back, low back pain. It was a young, a younger, a younger guy, just yeah. again, more like non-specific low back pain. He was a student, um, a gamer. So, which, I mean, I'm down with the gaming, so we kind of connected there, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, 
I remember I would I wish that I had a video camera of myself and like what I said <laughs> and how it went down because I can only imagine like what I was doing um but I think like Will said sometimes you know you just gotta I mean you did get you got to go back to your basis I would say like I mean school does do a good job of like at least breaking down um ways that you can go about doing an initial assessment and then it's on you to kind of hone your own way of, of, I guess, of doing them. So I just kind of fell back onto some of that experience that I had, like in my, in my clinical practice as like a student. Um, and you just kind of number one and is just try to connect with the person. So, you know, I try to do that, try to figure out what, what's bothering them, what's, um, what, what feels good. And then just kind of roll with that and, and then move on to, to the next sessions. But definitely, um, an interesting experience. I was a hundred percent super nervous and it does take a long time to get comfortable with initial assessments. I still, I still struggle with them sometimes. Um, and I still get nervous for them. Um, but it does get better as you, as you do more and you kind of, like I said, you hone your own way of, of interacting and setting up that, um, initial assessment because it is, it is very important as I've come to learn. It's that first time that someone's meeting you. So. Yeah, and and I mean, my educators right now are, are are on us so hard about okay when we do some sort of practice in in the classroom, like go and write down what you just did, um, and I, they they just don't stop about it. I mean, I can understand how important it is because it's documentation. It's 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 you need that to. I mean, it's required by law, I guess, in in some cases. So, um, or actually, in all cases. So uh, that totally makes sense. Um, okay, cool. Let me see where we're at here. Um, so I'm actually heading over. Um, where am I heading? I'm going on my first clinical placement um, in, I think it's two months now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm doing a cardiorespiratory placement. And uh, I'm just kind of wondering what you guys like any tips you guys have for like first time charting individuals. So like charting is a big part, um, but like you, you look at all the notes and you want to kind of frame it in a way where um, your clinical educator is going to like it and it's in a professional manner. Do you guys have any tips on that? Um, well, I think, yeah, I think go you ahead. gotta be ready for some feedback. Yeah. yeah. Like it's especially, you know, like at first, uh, it's it's not you're you're not liable for those notes. Your your clinical instructor is, yeah. and so they're gonna make sure that you. You know, I think I was worried about that when I was going on my first placement. I was like, you know, what's gonna be expected because kind of made kind of made to be a big deal in school and stuff. But yeah, uh, to be honest, every clinical instructor is gonna do it a bit differently, mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just kind of like you know, uh, follow the, the kind of slow idea and, and try to uh, do your best. And then uh, your clinical instructor is going to give you feedback, you know, mm -hmm. and then you're going to just develop your, your note taking, I think, as you go. Yeah, no, and that's a good, I think that's a good point. I mean, finding some way that in your head that you can go, okay, point A, point B, point C, point D, and then just kind of refine that a bit as your educator says, hey, why are you writing 
four paragraphs on an individual who just has, has an ankle sprain or something like that. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, cause I mean, one of the thing that drives me crazy right now is when we do practice that in, in, in classes, they're, they're throwing out probably like 20 different acronyms and different ways of writing it. And then there's telling us that, that hospitals um, may have different ways of, of abbreviating things. Um, and then they give us an appendix, which has like three pages of, of different um, acronyms. And I mean, I get what they're doing. Uh, it's just, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Um, I mean, and I'm, I'm super stoked and excited to, to do the clinical placement um, and, and truly figure out whether or not I like a certain kind of field of, of work. So um, I'm sure I'll get good at charting at some point. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to have to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> cardio respiratory is a whole another ball game too right like yeah i remember i <laughs> i wrote a note at the end of the day and uh my clinical instructor took a look at it and it was like a chest assessment right uh and and you're supposed to be really thorough and detailed with like everything you see you know but it's not my strongest area and my clinical instructor just ripped it apart it was like i basically had to redo everything and i was like there for another half an hour afterwards you know it's it's fine it's just you're yeah. you're there to learn right like yeah uh, and you're gonna pick up on those like little like acronyms and stuff as you're there uh and you're seeing it every day mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then your clinical instructor is giving you feedback like at first they should be doing it with you pretty much anyway mm -hmm. uh so yeah yeah that's my experience though I yeah. have my card with notes ripped to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I'll, uh, I'll have some sort of uh, out-of-body experience like that as well. <laughs> and look at him. He made it to the other side. So we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's switch gears a little bit. So, um, I mean, I often have this vision, like when I'm out of physio school or, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people have this. Is they have this thought that they can literally solve everything like you're a new grad you know the latest and greatest um research and and you get your your first client load and um you feel like you can solve all of their problems um so like well not well uh dalton do you think personally like do you think that new grads like put just too much pressure on themselves initially and don't let a little bit of time go um in, in that manner yeah it's funny you bring this up me and will like just had a conversation about this um as a recorded episode for a podcast so i'm like it's good it's funny that you ask it but yeah um i would say i would say if from my everyone's going to be different um you're right though most i mean i know I, i'm still this way and i know i was this way when i come out came out of school i was very optimistic i'm still very optimistic that i can mm -hmm. you know do what i can to help facilitate people to help themselves um, and I want to try and do that with every person that I see. And I think if you do have that feeling and that passion in that drive to do that, to don't like continue to have it. Don't let other people that, you know, might be in the space that have been doing it for a while or have gotten to a place where they're not feeling those things. Um, don't let that stop you from wanting to, to have that passion, that drive. Cause I think that's important. We need more people in the profession that are, 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 driven to do that. Um, but you will start to learn very quickly that you're not going to be able to help everyone that you see. And that's the hardest part 
um, about it. And that was the hardest part for me. And that's something that I think I still struggle with and will still struggles with is this fact that you can, you can do your best. You can give a lot to a person, but if they're not ready to, to change or they're not ready to take on what's required to help themselves, um, it, it might not work out and you have to, to be okay with that. And, and it's definitely, it's definitely hard for sure. Yeah, no. And I, I think you made a good point at the, at the beginning is, I mean, we're going to do everything we can do to help the person. Um, no matter what that is, it's, it's, it's kind of that biopsychosocial model where we need to kind of work with the client, um, and understand like where they're coming from and then using our kind of knowledge of anatomy, um, to kind of combine that with the treatment plan. So I think that's a key is like, we're, we're doing everything we can. Um, and in, in, in some cases, uh, it just doesn't work out. And I think that's what I'm starting to kind of uh, wrap my head around, um, as a student is, is do everything you can do. And then it, it may work. It, it possibly could work at the end, or you could get them to a, just a slightly better level. And then that makes the biggest difference for them. Um, so yeah, what's your opinion on that? Will do you think they, the students put too much pressure on them, but on themselves, I, I guess. I, I think it's pretty normal for physio because yeah. care, you know, we want, like that's why you got into the profession is to like help people uh and and so you do put pressure on yourself but uh, i think and i'm, I'm stealing this from a, a certain someone you know <laughs> i'm not going to mention his name <laughs> but uh you know i think if you view yourself as a fixer you're already setting yourself up for disaster you know because then those outcomes are on you, you know? mm-hmm. like if you're the hero in this situation mm-hmm. and you're viewing yourself as you're the solution to this person's problem mm-hmm. when they fail it's your fault yeah if you view yourself as a facilitator and a guide a really important guide mm-hmm. you know like we're not like trying to devalue what we do uh and and a coach uh then you're you're not totally responsible for whether that person gets better or not you know, it's mm-hmm. a shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're there to help steer that person in the right direction and provide them options and strategies and stuff like that. Uh, but when people don't get better, maybe they're not ready for it. You have to be able to let it go, right? You yeah. can't you can't fix everybody. Uh, it's just a reality. And I think that's important for, for us to realize, you know, as a profession, um, or else you're going to burn out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That, that, I'll just to piggyback off that, that, that word of shared responsibility, I think is huge. And I, and I think what you're saying by like when someone doesn't do well, um, that we thought not all the responsibility falls on you. It's because in order for someone to have true change, like they need to be responsible for their themselves and, and, do the things that are required and we can only do so much. And, and like you said, it has to be, it has to be shared. And I think a lot of times, and I've, and I did this initially and I still do sometimes is I take all the responsibility on and that can lead to like Will saying like that feeling of like burnout. And when someone isn't getting better, you know, you feel like it's all, it's all you, what am I not doing? Um, that that's to help them, which it's good to have reflection. Like, I think you need to reflect on like, okay, am I communicating the best? Is this the best plan for them and all that? So taking some responsibility, but in the end, they also have to, to have that responsibility for themselves. So it's important to keep that in mind. 
Yeah. And I mean, like it's, that's in a lot of healthcare now, whether you're an OT, PT, um, doctor, there's always this kind of, you have to understand where the other individual is coming from and, and, and they have to put in some sort of, um, some sort of effort as well. And sometimes they may need a, a little bit more facilitating and, and that's where we come in, but not to a point where you're literally bringing yourself out um, and, and putting too much kind of pressure on yourself that you can solve the entire issue because in some cases there's going to be kind of situations where you may have to refer them out to say psychologists or OTs or anything like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, we got to stay with within our scope of practice and what we do and, and uh, kind of go from there. So um, those are really good points you guys made. So like, thanks for, for making those points. Um, so if we just slide down a bit, so you guys have kind of established yourself a little bit on social media, eh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's say somewhat. So you guys, uh, you guys, uh, I mean, I've been, I'm telling my, my, um, my classmates about you guys and, um, and, yeah. And, and what you, I mean, the reason why I think you guys are so relevant, um, to myself and my other classmates is you guys truly have just gotten out of physio school. Um, and you're, you're taking that progressive kind of approach to creating an online space where you guys are practicing, but you're also creating content for, for other individuals. So, um, when did you guys start your movement PT, um, kind of movement, I guess we'll call it. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I would say uh, what was our when we started our second year of PT school. Yeah. Um, we we started our page um, originally as uh, uh, something to do for fun. I think for for one, two, like we wanted to put out exercise content um, because I, I grew out of like our first frustration of maybe not getting the best like exercise content in school. So we're, we wanted to put that out. Um, and it slowly started to transition into this like unreal way to like connect network and learn. Um, and, and we just started learning a lot of different things that were going on outside of, um, the education that we were receiving. And it just lit a fire under us to continue to, to learn these new things and then take that and bring it to more people because we started seeing some of these, you know, being introduced to people like Greg Lehman and then like, you know, just some of the other like Nick Hanna, some of the other bigger people on Instagram um, and these new perspectives, the biopsychosocial approach and all that. And we're like, wow, this is what we, what we're missing. And we wanted to then bring that to everyone else. And we did it by kind of building a following and we started to transition more into putting that kind of content out in our podcast and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I just listened to you guys' podcast. I think probably would have been a few weeks ago. I don't even know when you guys published it, but um, you guys were able to go back to your own school. And yeah. like that, that's so crazy. Like, and you guys were chatting about how, I mean, you were just making podcasts and kind of um, enjoying the ride. And, and now you're going back to your own school that you, you graduated from. Um, Will, what do you think about that, man? Like, how was that experience? Man that was so much fun I, for, for me it was easily the most uh, rewarding podcast experience just having 
the opportunity to get back to where it all kind of started. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the whole idea and plan in the first place, right? Was similar to you was to kind of bring other content and other, uh, the real world experiences to the classroom, right? And to like people that are still uh, wondering what it's gonna be like uh, when they get out of physio school. And so to be there and to get to hear them, like I think that was the coolest thing for me was I felt like a lot of the students were, were already kind of uh, so far ahead of the game, you know, and just learning like uh, way more about like communication and the biopsychosocial model and pain science and, and they're like learning this earlier than I think we did, you know, uh, because of the access to information. So to see the impact that not only like me and Dalton are having, but like other, uh, other people as well, like, uh, are really, truly, I think transforming, like, uh, the, the way people are thinking in physio school. So that was an amazing experience. Yeah. And uh, you guys, did you, so did a perfect, did one of you guys' professors invite you in or like one of your former professors? Uh, yeah, 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 it was, uh, we were speaking at the business symposium that one okay. of our business professor puts on at, at the school and he wanted us to come and just do a little, like a little bit of background on like ourselves and, mm -hmm. and, you know, how we see social media is valuable and then just kind of talk, uh, have, have some of the students on. It was just really cool to like, mm -hmm. to be able to have, have students on and give them the opportunity to, to talk and ask questions and, and like Will said, show their understanding of these, of these, um, these things that they're learning so yeah and I mean it's I I gather I try not to spend too much time on social media um, but I gather so much information uh, about the the physio world and the newest research and um, and listening to podcasts like like you guys and um, and like the love love podcast and, and stuff like that and I'm it's it's typically like my morning commute is is listening to some sort of podcast on double speed so I can get it done um, <laughs> I wonder what I sound like on double speed. Yeah, uh, Probably yeah, not good. No, I, I definitely understand, you know, no worries about that. Um, but it's, I'm gathering so much information on, on the online space. Um, and then a lot of my professors now are, are, are saying, Hey, like you guys need to go follow like this guy, this guy, this guy. Um, and it's becoming apparent that the online social media spaces is, is such a, an amazing place for, for new content. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to, it's almost like I'm, I'm trying to can not convince, but show people that like the online world is an amazing place for, for health related content. Um, and, and I, I think that's where we're, we're moving towards as, as new age physiotherapists. And, um, I guess I'm just trying to, can you guys provide some sort of, um, kind of idea of, of why someone, such as a, a new physio um, or a current physio student or a current healthcare student should get involved um, with either following um, content or creating content. Like why should they, they do that in that manner? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think it's tough because I think it's very much um, individualized to the person and, and what they want to get out of it. Yeah. I usually describe like, for, from our perspective, why we like how we use social media is I think we started to see it as a platform to network first and foremost, like an unreal way to connect with other people. 
Um, second, I think we saw it as an opportunity to, to educate. Um, so educate the profession, um, educate the public and consume and educate ourselves. And then I think third, we saw it as a potential opportunity for us to create another avenue in our career. Um, and so that's, and that's why, you know, I think at least for me, and I know me and Will have had this conversation before, so I'm sure he can attest to this. Um, I think those three things are the reason why, um, we, we jumped on the platform, um, and started creating content, but honestly, you don't have to create content. If you don't want to create content, you don't have to make it a business. If you don't want to make it a business, you, if, if anything, I would use it as like a networking tool to just connect with other people like in the space. And, and if, if our, and I said this many times, if our Instagram page in our podcast was just like disappeared, mm. the connections, the opportunities and the things that we've gotten from our social platforms can never be replaced. And it, it, it's pretty surreal, like to think about how, where we are now and like the jobs that we have in the, the places that we've been just through like meeting people on social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. It's uh and I think it, it's important, like you said, you, you, you literally have to just, what do you want to get out of social media? And I mean, some people just don't like the, the online space and, and they, they do it in other um, ways. But I was, I was chatting with one, of, um, uh, one of my professors, his name's Dr. Neil May. I never know how to say his last name. He always makes fun of me about it. Um, but he's the, uh, he's the, um, he's actually a PhD candidate, um, at uh, Bond university. And that's where I'm, where I'm going to school at. And he calls himself the, uh, kettlebell physio on, um, Oh, yo, online. that's, that's okay. That's funny. Yeah. So he's, okay. he's, uh, he's, he's a pretty good mentor, um, mentor of mine. And, um, I always tell him in, in, like he always says, like, so why are you, why are you creating this, this social um, media space? And I would say, well, it's not for my own, my own personal, but I'm not trying to move myself forward. I'm, I'm literally just trying to, to help others and other healthcare professions and other students figure out the reality of, of what it's actually like. Um, and then a side effect of that is there'll be benefits for me. And in terms of um, getting those connections, uh, like chatting with you guys and, um, and honestly, the, another reason why I do is I have this now have this online space where I can look back to, and it's, it's like a, it's like a book of what I've done in the past two years. So that's why I'm doing it. Um, and, and I think you guys have an, a very similar, um, kind of thought in terms of, of that. Um, so I don't know, I just, I love social media and I, I love learning and, and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's cool. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's kind of move on just to kind of an interesting concept. And where do you guys see like physiotherapy in, in like five, six years time? Like, is is it going to be completely different or, or, um, I'm just interested to see what you guys thought about, um, that kind of concept. One, 100% controlled by the robots. (laughs) <laughs> yeah really though eh? can you imagine that <laughs> uh well, well go ahead i, I want to hear your thoughts on this um i don't think it'll change too much in that time mostly because i think physio takes a little bit of time and, and so does healthcare in general but i do see um uh, more uh technology being incorporated and and probably uh 
you know, the ability to interface with people without them having to come in the clinic. I think that's going to be like something that comes along and just mm-hmm. more, uh, more autonomy from the people seeking to service, you know, I, I think like that's going to be kind of a big thing going forward, you know, so the question becomes, you know, how do we uh, show that we provide value for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, I would, I think, would totally agree. I would totally agree with, with uh, like with that. Um, like, I think we're going to see technology obviously sneak its way into the profession more and more. Um, but just to piggyback off that idea of like, give it, people are going to have more autonomy. Um, I, I also agree with that. And I think the way that people are going to start to search out their care is going to be like, they, they're starting to realize, Hey, I have the control to go and reach people that I want to work with. Um, so I think the model of like, having having these clinics that just turn over and see a lot of people over and over and may not be necessarily so focused on the person and what they want to get back to um are gonna maybe start to struggle a bit and that people are going to start to seek out um clinicians that are looking to dalton froze there froze (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Should we wait and see what happens? Or yeah, we could, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. He look, He's so intense into what he's talking about, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he's probably saying, you know, like people are going to be looking to find something that's uh, more valuable for their money, probably. You know. Yeah, and I, I think. Yeah, that's so true. And from and I mean, we were um, kind of having a chat of this with our with a couple of our clinical educators and or not clinical educators, but our for um, a couple of the, like Neil, who I was who I was just chatting about. Um, and there's this there's this concept of um, like physios now or not now, but more often than not, can can now go to people's homes um, and there's i think the company's called gyro health um here in, in australia and it's it's this uh graduate from from bond university and he he now has a fleet of like 20 or 30 cars um and they're all it, it's based on on home health um yeah. and and that's I, I i i kind of see physio going towards that it's like we're we can now go to a a physio can can now go to um, a house and provide like optimal, amazing care for individuals who may not be able to get to the clinic themselves. Um, and it's almost, it's almost done in a new, fresh way rather than just thinking that like when, like when I think of someone going to their house, all I I think of, um, whether it's, um, like a nurse going to their house and helping with the individual, um, rather than a physio going and getting the, the individual moving. So, um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's physio is moving towards um, just this idea of, of providing care in, in multiple locations for individuals. And, yeah. and I, and, and I think I love it. Like it, I'm so motivated to in, in this time of where physiotherapy is going. And, um, and I mean, I'm, I've only been in school for probably, I just finished my first semester. Um, so probably two or three months now. I feel like I've learned a million things, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I love where the whole, 
um, physiotherapy world's going and, and I'm super motivated to kind of work in, in that field. So um, that's cool there. Uh, so let me just, I'll ask you kind of one more question here. Um, sure. If, like, we're, if you could have one piece of advice for, for like my fellow classmates and, and other kind of health related students, um, like what would you, what would you give in that, in that manner? Um, I think we've been pretty consistent with mm. our advice, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it, they kind of, I have like a couple points that I think they kind of conflict with each other, but it's also like they kind of complement each other in a weird mm -hmm. way. But I think you have to take control of your own learning, you know, uh, don't, don't allow, uh, you know, just, just what you're getting from school passively to, to influence you, you know, seek out your own information, uh, look into different perspectives and really uh, just get better at critically thinking about that content, uh, appraising it and reflecting on your own uh, practice uh, and, and how, how you feel that's going to influence uh, your own practicing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like you can't learn everything, uh, in a week right like me and Dalton are a year out we still have a lot of trouble it's still hard you know it's you're not going to like uh learn everything super fast so take your time uh the most important thing is just to be reflective right as you go and hopefully you learn from some of your mistakes and some of your failures you know and just recognize that everybody has them I think in physio school it's just this fast paced thing where everybody's trying to like ace every test and you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you just got to take your time, right? Like, uh, you're all going to be physios and, uh, and you'll get there. So, mm -hmm. uh, take control of your learning and, and, uh, and do, uh, try to learn outside of school and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but also recognize that, you know, it's okay if you, uh, aren't learning everything right now. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And, um, I guess I, I'm just, I'm super grateful and super happy for, for having, uh, individuals like, um, yourself and, and Dalton on the, on the online space for, for helping me and, and other students as well. Um, and taking the time and just literally chatting with me after you've had probably a week of work is, is, is quite amazing. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, uh, and I just, I really appreciate for what you guys are doing. Um, so we got, we got him back. Dalton, what's up, man? It's all good. I was just, I was just kind of closing things off and I just, I just was thanking both of you guys in terms of, um, what you guys do in the online space and, um, kind of acting as a little bit of a mentor for, for someone like me and, and other students. So. Um, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and I want you to keep rocking that because it, it is helpful for, for me. Um, and I know it's helpful for others as well. So, um, thanks for chatting with me and, and, and creating this amazing online space for, uh, for, for current students like that. So thanks for doing that. Um, and where can, where can people find you online, like on social media and, and you should talk about your coffee because. I don't drink coffee, but I have a lot of friends who actually drink coffee. So um, I think you should kind of throw that in there too. 
Yeah, I think I think I came back at the perfect time, man. You didn't have yeah. to hear me talk about all that other shit that I was probably just making up. Um, this is the important stuff, all right, for, for our social media. So you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, at the MVMTPTs. We're most active on Instagram, so if you guys want to reach out to us um, in the DMs, that would probably be the best place to do it. Um, we're also, you can email us at themovementpts um, at gmail.com. Uh, check out our podcast, the PT Coffee Cast. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, we have, I think, what now, Will, like 83 maybe episodes up there. So there's like plenty, plenty of cool people that we've talked to. Um, should check them out. Um, and then the coffee. If you guys want to get a bag of the original, the original blend, um, you can get that at themovementpts.com. Um, we'd love for you guys to try it. Honestly, we love coffee. Um, if anything, you know, just try it and let us know what you think. Um, just a little suggestion. If you do buy it, I think you should brew it using the, um, the AeroPress. Definitely my favorite way of, of brewing any coffee, but specifically the original blend yeah. as well shows that AeroPress. Um, yeah, that, that, that's about it. Um, Simon, I just want to say thank you from like for having us on. I think, what you're doing is awesome. Um, we, we need more people out there doing this. So thank you. Uh, appreciate um, just letting us use your platform to reach more people. And also I just, I love, I want to talk about it a little bit earlier, but I love the fact that you're the reasoning behind why you're doing this is just to try to help more people. Um, and if you have that intention, um, all the other things that you, you know, you can get from it, like the networking, the connections, the opportunities, those will all start to flow in, man. So I'm, I'm super pumped and excited to hear um, that that's where you're coming from. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. Well, that's good. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Will and Dalton, for just being amazing, amazing new grads. Um, and and uh, I'm sure I'll see you guys on the online space and kicking around doing your thing. For sure, man. Thank cool. you. All right. Thanks, see you guys. Bye, Will. <laughs> once again thank you for listening to the podcast everyone if you'd like to follow me on any of my social media platforms you can search at the pt student compass and we'll uh we'll see you next time